0: Shabbat shalom, everyone.
1: Shabbat shalom. 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 shalom.
0: It's good to see everyone. It's uh, episode 121, 121, Hebrew congregation of Houston. First of all, I want to welcome the Daniels back from their trip. Yay, we're glad you came back safely. Everything all rested up. They got on today. They're just getting back. Thank you. Rabbi birthday, he just celebrated a birthday. All right. All
2: right. Mm-hmm. Google,
0: happy mm-hmm. birthday, Rab Rabbi offshore being a right. mm-hmm. We won't ask you uh how young you are, we'll just leave that alone. Uh,
3: uh, uh, 69. No biggie. <laughs> 69.
0: How young? 69? 69. Wow. No so biggie. we have to grow up to be just like you. No so uh happy birthday. I have some of that. Um that Sabbath wine over here. When I see you, I got mm. I got a little bit stored up for you.
2: So okay. <laughs> right.
0: He said you can drink, but don't get drunken. That's all right. That's right. right. So right. So don't anybody be like, oh my gosh. But anyway,
4: <laughs> so Easter- a little wine for the stomach's sake.
0: <laughs> I know it is safe. If you have one glass, but people be drinking a whole bottle. Said they said it's good for you. No, we didn't say the whole bottle was good for you. <laughs> Just how you be a little tough and go somewhere and sit down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we thank you all for tuning in. We have to keep smiling. You got to keep smiling, you'll cry, right? Just have to keep smiling, keep, keep going.
2: smiling. <laughs> Amen.
0: Yes. And so, my topic today is bottom feeder. And I didn't tell anybody my topic today because I just want to throw some things out there. And I'm going to start with a quote of Lisa because she does nutrition. So what do you think about when i say bottom
5: feeders b-o-t-t-o-m is yes. that
2: what you're saying yes bottom bottom feeders. Feeder.
5: that could take um a number of different ways uh naturally i think of um, those um creatures or mm-hmm. water creatures that eat on the bottom of the ocean or the bottom floor there are like i said many others that could be uh relate to people that are always scrounging around, looking for scraps and things like that. Um, they could be birds, uh, uh, at bird kingdom that look for, uh, that are scavengers and look for things on the bottom. So that could take a number of different ways.
0: Right, so she's talking about in our Torah, if you read the Torah, the bottom feeders are anything that eat at the bottom of the ocean, like uh, shrimp, uh lobster uh crawfish, all that little stuff uh, that we like to eat they clean the bottom of the <laughs> ocean so they're called bottom feeders and, and scavengers so that's that's kind of um why I started with her. What else comes to your mind anyone on here when you think about a bottom feeder
2: catfish
0: catfish yes, catfish and tilapia bottom feeders they that's why the time a lot of times they have sores on them because they're bottom feeders. And so what else, anyone else, what comes to your mind when you, when you think about a bottom feeder?
1: Well, I think in following up on what uh, Sister Elise already said, I think there's purpose there, right? Because while we think of it as a bad thing, uh, they do a job and they perform a function and that function keeps the ecosystem going. So, you know, I don't know how far we're going to take it, but uh, even though, you know, we think of it as a bad thing, they also have some kind of redeeming quality or some kind of good that comes from the bottom feeders. They have a function right right
0: and so i think uh like chitlins like from the pig i i think that's a really degrading food and and i know that uh for instance my sister called me today talking about she was she was craving some chitlins now i never have tasted them because i always felt that they were disgusting but that was just in my spirit and so because we didn't have anything to eat they would Give us the what the 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 chitlins would have speakies on it was the testines where the poop be in for the pig so I always mm-hmm. thought as that as really degrading and so when my mother used to cook them I would leave the house because the house would sting and that that's the Me first too. thing of my my life I would I thought of as a bottom feeder type of food in in my life anybody else want to uh, elaborate on what they think of when they hear bottom feeders? Yeah. Um... Hmm.
4: All of those things definitely. Um the you, we know there are birds that that they do the cleanup to like the vultures, the um ravens, etc. and stuff. And they they also do the cleanup. Um and definitely I can relate to that in terms of the, um, the the pig, whether it be the intestines or just the pig period where, um, especially after like I stopped eating it when I was younger and just was like, no, I, I at one point went vegetarian. And then that was one of the main things I could never go back to, you know, when I did like for a brief period, go back to eating meat, I just could not stand even the smell of the oil. And stuff. And that's when I began to realize, man, like, you know, it was like I was asleep all before, but all of a sudden, like I was aware of like the, you could almost smell the toxins from, from what comes out of their pores. So that's how much of a bottom feeder. Yeah. those are to me, but I guess we could also think about like when they say it in the insult of a person too you know when they say you bottom feeder or something like that then exactly. you know usually it's like you're the lowest of the low you when wait um, the- you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. for yourself you wait for someone else to do it and then you just you you get or or for for someone mm-hmm. to lose things and you pick up what people lose or have left off yeah so i thought yeah, I so, that and, and
0: i'm i'm getting to that i'm glad you say that some people see people as bottom feeders yeah but, and a lot of a lot of times what you want to call African American, black, color, you know, we've been named a lot of things. We don't see that in people because that's what people try to put us as. They've tried to put mm-hmm. us as at the bottom. But we mm-hmm. we know that as factual, which is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. We know we are the Hebrew Israelites, the original Jews. We know we are the chosen people. Now, I want you to think about this. If a, a, a Jewish person... <laughs> goes into a restaurant and they had that uh, what you call the the kippah on their head, the little round hat, or just think of a Muslim person, if they go into a restaurant, you can lie to tell that they're black Muslims too. Do they offer them pork? A lot of times people won't offer them pork because they already know, right, that I can't offer this person pork because I know that they don't eat it. Think about that. All right. When we go in somewhere does someone do people think of us like that like I can't offer them these black kings and queens from Shem Abraham Isaac and Jacob I can offer them anything and they'll eat it just think about that that's how they feel about us right they are not going that's to fun. they are not going to change and my topic is bottom feeders we have to change we have to put show the president. We have to put our presence in before anybody else can.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Jewish people that have made theirs, don't put no pork on me. The Muslims have made theirs, don't put no pork on me. Have we made ours yet? Mm-hmm. Have we made our grand? Have we arrived? No. It's time for us to arrive. Don't get it wrong. I I used to like that bacon and that ham and all that good stuff too. Don't get don't get it twisted. But have you arrived? Have they looked at you and said, "Listen, they have come up. They're on a whole new level level. We need to ask them. We can't just put anything in their food anymore. They mm-hmm. know who they are. They know they're the prime. They know they get the prime. Think mm-hmm. about that. Let that." marinate in your, in your, in your, in your mind for a second, on how we treat other people, but we can't treat our own the same way, or no one looks at us at a certain way, because we have to set it for ourselves.
5: That's right. And we haven't done they that yet.
0: Anti-Semitic. You can't say that, but you can say nigga all over the radio, the TV. I'm surprised it ain't commercials. I say, come on nigga, let's eat. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not <laughs> on a the commercial. They let you, get, you can use that loosely, Easter, keeping it real. And I'm gonna tell you how messed up we are, me, myself. So I was in a hotel with my girlfriend. I had ordered some clothes before I had left, you know, going on my little birthday tour. And so I like to wear uh, camouflage and I I got this jogging suit and I just really just saw the camouflage. I, I didn't see anything else. And so I was gonna go home in this camouflage outfit and I pulled it out. That's why you have to be around people that, that connect with you, like spirit, iron, sharpened iron. So I pulled this out, this jogging suit. I just bought it. What did it say on it? Y'all see it? Mm-hmm.
2: Savage, huh? Savage.
0: Savage. And what does the, the pants say on it right here? What'd that say? Savage. Can you, look, can you imagine that? That I didn't even recognize that because we're so trained that I saw like a sale and I just like... Pulled that out and was gonna wear like savage, you know. I was just gonna wear that. No, we can't do this anymore. Sell, no sell. We have got to wake up. We have got to start setting the president for ourselves. And uh, don't get me wrong, I used to use the n word too as a as a slang. That nigga tripping or whatever. Easter keeping it real. We have got to change our language. We have got to say, you know, what's up? What's up, my man? Instead of what's up, my end? How you doing, my man? You know, we have got to start changing this. We can no longer live like this. We can no longer wear this kind of stuff. We can no longer do this anymore. I gotta get a razor. See, they make it so you can't even tear this thing. I gotta get a razor to cut it.
2: Mm -mm -mm.
0: Oh my God. I was about to wear that through the airport.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's a good mind open, open to me.
0: I'm guilty. Wow, and she and she looked at me. She said, "You can't wear that." I said, "Why?" She said, "You see what's on that?" I said, "No." She said, "It says Savage Easter," and I said, "Oh my God, you're right.
2: Mm-hmm. That is
0: scary." Mm-hmm.
5: That's We've been sad. taught to gloss over things and not to look directly, not to think yes. for ourselves. Yes. It's it's everywhere.
0: A Hebrew queen like me was about to wear the word savage on my leg and on my chest through the airport.
4: Yeah, we had an experience <laughs> when we were teenagers where um there was a minister who didn't realize what was on his shirt and he's there trying to minister to you and everyone is distracted because we know what was on his shirt. We're like, what is that saying? And so it was like another example. You're going around ministering to people and your shirt is saying the opposite of what you are saying out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> but how many times does this happen? How many times Everybody. are we doing it? How many times have they fed this to us? That we can't even see past that. How many times have the N-word slipped out of our mouth to our brothers or sisters? We have got to wake up. We have to be cognizant of everything that we're doing and everything that we're saying and everything that's around us. What messages are we sending out? What are we wearing? The attire. Because it's, it's some name brand or some camouflage. Come on now. So this is for me too. This is an eye opener. I'm telling you, I'm waking amen. up just like everybody else. I'm learning. I'm feeding just like off of everybody else. This is a walk. We are in warfare with ourselves. When I can spend $25 on an outfit because I don't say I don't even know savage is written, written across it. Something is wrong. Amen. Mm, amen. Wow, mm. Whew, my skin yeah. is, my my face is getting hot by even just thinking I was about to wear. That. Well, that's,
3: you know that that all opens up a door to say that we have been sensitized, right, or desensitized yes. to yes. certain yes. phrases and things that we see, um, and so we have to be very careful and very aware. Also, we have to have each other's back. So your sister had your back. Yeah, right? she that's pulled your coattails. Hey, you be check that. Right. And that's important. We have to uh, be our brother's keeper, right? That's that's really where we are because we live in the land of the nations, I should say the Gentiles, and they have forced their way of life on us. Mm-hmm. We have been indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. So we have to almost be like, like, um, have, how many have been in to uh, join the frat, join some kind of social uh, the Eastern, you know,
0: the Eastern Star, yeah, the yeah. daughters of the Elks, the yeah. auxiliary, all that right. stuff. I've been, if, but go ahead. Yeah.
3: When you join those, especially in, you know the 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 frats like the alphas, the kappas, you know, you know, you have to go through this training period, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually, it seems like tear you down, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. in your pledge, you're laid down, and and the big brothers watching over you, and and they're taking you through this thing. But what they're doing is change kind of reprogramming if you join if you if you become a muslim right and you go to farrakhan's training camp they tear you down right and then they bring you back up that's almost exactly what we need to do in our community is we need to be separated from the rest of the people taken down to to the base level and then brought back up the way we should be you know, and it can be done, but it has to be done in the organizations. Um, you know, like we have, like we're meeting here or different churches or in uh, in our temples and synagogues. We have to do that, actually, so that we can break out of this thing. This is, and that's what happened with Israel. They were separated for 40 years from the nations.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Torn, they would, I mean, they were in, down when it says they were in, in Negev, or not in Negev, but in uh, in the desert. They were in a bad place. And then he and then the Lord had to bring them back out. He brought them out as a nation of people. Mm-hmm. But their mindset, it changed when they came out. They were a different people. That's okay. what has to happen to us. And, and, and again, that's why it's so important to study the scripture, because it tells you what you need to do. It gives you an example of what you need to do to make the change and the changes that we need. So we can't, you know, we've been so programmed that we think that we have to go out and march in the street, but we don't. Uh-huh. That doesn't change anything. It's like putting a bandage on a wound that's bleeding, that's cut a bleeder. That bandage is not going to do anything. It's going to keep bleeding until you close off that, you know, that vessel. So our communities and our households are going to continue to rupture, rerupture until we go back to the basics. And that's what we're doing here, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to get people to go back to the basics and then start all over again and get it right that bottom feeders, (laughs) you know,
0: bottom feeders. We are not bottom feeders. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We are at the top and the Bible said, whoever lasts going to be first. They have put us last. We are first. Mm -hmm. It's happening. The awakening is happening. And Yahweh cares so much about me. He sent somebody to say, no, you can't wear that. Are you crazy? You, you know, you represent me. And that's the first thing when I came in ministry, I said, God, I don't want to embarrass you and I guarantee you, he has not let me embarrass him. I have been spit on I didn't do anything. D- divine intervention took place. Trust and believe you are not savage. We cannot wear this attire. We can no longer entertain that. We can no longer say I'm the baddest B. i listened to that song. I bought my head to it. I'll be cooking and cleaning and all this kind of stuff on that song. No. You are the queen. You are the mother. We have produced the earth. It came out of our womb. A black woman. But I had to put that out there because this stuff is real. It's real. And I almost fell into it. I almost fell into it this weekend. It's real. I didn't even see it. It was going to wear it on my chest.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But God,
2: very good point. Hmm.
0: Anybody else want to elaborate on, on what I just said? Bottom feeder. Like today, they call it the Black Friday. They out there running around fighting everything, everything negative. I have to be uh, put black on it, but actually black is the positive in the Bible. Anything mm-hmm. white was the disease. Anything white you was outside the camp. When he put plagues on him, he made the white when he came out the cloak with his hand. We better read. We've been brainwashed.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: I'm mad about it. I get pissed off about it sometimes. Hmm. And this is not against any race. It's about the truth because the truth, truth will set you free. And we have Amen. to set the presidents for our own people and loving them and treating them like women and young women and men and young men and quit calling them boy and quit calling them nigger and quit calling them dumb and quit calling them stupid. That's a lie. And we have to stop it. And just because you live in a project doesn't mean you at the bottom. We have to come together as a community. We have to come together as a community. We have to use the resources that we have to come up. There's so many hidden things. I mean, I I could tell you about something Mm -hmm. else that God was showing me. Things are called like a HELOC loan. I didn't even know about it. I've been in real estate for years. Hiding things from us. When you have money, you get stuff free. When you ain't got nothing, you have to pay full price. Mm. We call that the Reaganomics. Remember, the rich get mm. richer and the poor get poor. I can talk about it all day. People are like Easter, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. I'm just telling the truth. I'm tired of the trickery. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of falling for the okie doke too. I almost wore the stuff. I'm mad about. I'm mad at myself. It's time for you to get bad at yourself because you are in the situation you're in because you choose to be sometimes not all the time, but now it's time to wake up and make a difference. If it's one person at a time and, and tell people. Anybody have anything else before I, I close out on, on this topic. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. I just appreciate you bringing that up because, again, I was a sleeper to that, too. And it's a lot of us sleeping, and we need to wake up.
0: Yes. Even like Tommy Hilfiger, everybody was buying that. Me, too. Then one day he said, I didn't make that for those niggas. This was for some selling equipment. This was some selling gear. Then everybody banned them and stopped buying it. He was a billionaire, a millionaire by then. He didn't care. Correct. Made him rich. Me too. Wake up. Making them rich. Today. They talking about oh, every the inflation is going up seven percent, but they still uh they still out there spending, they still going for broke. And we didn't tell y'all it's a pagan holiday. We told y'all we can shut the economy down if we stop shopping. Dow Jones mm-hmm. would freaking crash if if the black the African-American, the niggas stopped shopping. It would <laughs> crash. And they wouldn't know what to do. I bet you they'll send us back to Israel then.
2: <laughs> and they gonna
0: have no use for it. Everything is capitalism. Let Dow Jones crash and see what they're going to do. With it. Oh, they got to come up out of here.
2: <laughs>
0: I could talk about this for hours. I got a lot more to say, but I'm going to save it to next week.
5: Yeah. I'd like to say one more thing. along that line uh, as we're waking up and we are waking up don't be afraid of the authority that you carry i had the same experience uh one of those kind of experiences but on the last cruise we went on um i was getting an omelet and the gentleman kept trying to put pork into and all of the other stuff in there and i said No pork, no cheese. I did that for two days. On the third day, he knew who I was. He said, you're the lady that don't like pork. You don't like cheese. I can't give that to you. Once you let them know where you stand, they will recognize you. So don't be afraid to not necessarily assert your authority, but stand firm with your authority because it will blossom and it will open other doors for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. That's how I started with. They don't give the Muslims that you have that, that Khalit on your head. Uh how, am I saying it right?
2: keep A, kippah. a,
0: kippah. a on your head. They're not gonna offer it to you. But they they we come by there, just throw anything up in there. They they'll eat it. Mm-hmm. That's because we're not speaking up. That's because we're not making our presence known. And we yeah. have to start. We yeah. have to start somewhere. And it has to start with us. They're not going to change if we don't change. Amen. Right. Amen.
4: Yeah, I had a similar experience too, actually, on this cruise that we went on, and um, where we went to get a panini, and it—mine was just vegetables in it. And so then they, this, this other woman, I guess, went and got one with a similar bread, and hers had other things in it. The worst of the worst. One of the bottom feeders. (laughs) and so he's like he's like here he's like telling me it's okay you know just take this one or whatever when I'm telling him he made an error and I was heated and my husband's telling me to calm down and I was like no sir I do not even eat meat <laughs> are you putting meat and that meat in my sandwich you know but um it's to show you like I specifically he saw both me and my husband put had vegetables only and our stuff but he thought it was okay he could just hand this over to me and it was his mistake. And I would be like, oh, whatever. You know, I'll just take the one that you made. And, you know, so sometimes you do have to put that stand and they'll remember you next time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, but well, I just well, thought it was interesting. I said no. And he was trying to hand me something. And it was like, you didn't just hand me meat. You handed me, you trying to hand me pork.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and I don't even eat meat. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, <laughs> another thing you'll find out on that is most of the places that you go to or like a restaurant or things like the eateries. I put it there, eateries. Mm-hmm. Jews only go to Jewish establishment.
4: Oh, places, yes. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, so they put their money back in their community. We go to anybody.
2: Right.
3: Because mm-hmm. where are we going to go? Right? right.
2: McDonald's, a, Burger yeah, King. Yeah.
3: Where are we going to mm-hmm. go? So, you know, we have to, again, but that's where we are. We have to have our own restaurants that are going to serve what we eat now it's okay for us to go to to places where the jews are if we know where the restaurants are mediterranean you can go to mediterranean restaurants you know that's our food
4: that's and all that's
3: our food the jewish stores are actually our food they have adopted our diet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they and they and they and and now they made it theirs but it's actually our diet mediterranean is our diet that's Mm -hmm. our diet so we have to choose Right. We have to choose. And again, but when we go to places like cruises, if you're on an airplane, of course, an airplane, you can say, I want kosher. They'll give you kosher. Mm -hmm. On the on the cruises, you let them know what you're going to eat and may take two days on the cruise to get them in line or, you know, a couple of times at the meal at the window to get your food. But they will catch on. Eventually, they will catch on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We thank everybody for your input. It's a walk. It's a walk. This is not going to happen overnight. Go ahead, Minister Griff.
1: And you know, it's funny about that. <clears throat> when We went to uh, Israel, uh, the way that played out when we were in the Holy Land, when we were in um, in uh, Jerusalem, even when we wanted to eat something that wasn't kosher, that was outside of the law, they was like, nah, we don't serve that here. And so as a community, we came in being like, oh, we want some crab or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, nah, yeah, I to take that down the street. We don't serve all that here. And so even thinking about it on the reverse uh, when you actually have that community established and an outsider comes in, they make you conform to their diet. Right. And it's like, we just, like you said, we just out here all over the place. Now, it wasn't like that when we were in. um
0: Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv,
1: was, wild. Tel Aviv was wild. Tel
0: Aviv is a secular was, area. Mm-hmm. They were
1: serving everything out there. But mm-hmm. in uh in, in the city of David, though, it wasn't like that. It was like when you was, when you was in that city, we couldn't find, you know, certain pasta dishes. We couldn't find uh, any kind of crab. We couldn't find it was so much we couldn't find. And they were like, no, you got to go to Tel Aviv for that. We don't do that up here. And it they, was don't like, even,
0: they don't even have Mountain Dew there because <laughs> of the sugar.
1: Nope.
0: They don't even have Mountain Dew in Israel. Mm-hmm.
1: It was interesting to see, though. It was interesting to see. But that's how we should be, right? It should be when you come into our neighborhood. It should be that way. But like you said, we're the ones that can serve just anything uh, on the other side of it. So I just thought that was interesting and wanted to add that.
4: Yeah, because even I, I think I had mentioned before that my husband, when he really started to like look at everything, he's like, we can't even eat at restaurants because then they're like cooking certain things on the same, you know, and we saw some of that too on the cruise. It was harder to do on the cruise where like, you know, at home you could be like, we just go into vegan or you're not, you know, you're just not going to eat out. You'll just do your thing at home. But yeah. now you're on a boat. You know, and we saw a lot of that where it's like you asking for your vegan meal or whatever it is. And it's like, but then they just made another sandwich with others, you know, on there. So And so,
0: And so my topic is bottom feeder. You look up the definition. It says an aquatic creature that feeds at the bottom of a body of water or someone who profits from things cast off and left over by others. The scraps. Yeah, we are the prime, we are his chosen people. And then you, and you know, that Bible is written so long ago, but he even put there the crumbs, like the dog under the table. We don't get no crumbs, like the dog under the table. We get the prime. He knew about this already, how they were going to treat us. About swine crushing your, 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 your pearls and stuff. Yeah. We are rubies. We're claiming it. We know who we are and we're living it out. We're going to walk this thing out together. Me included. I got a long way to go just like you, but you have to start somewhere. Let's start with Hanukkah. One of our feast days coming up, December the 18th. We have to start somewhere. We are the prime. We are his children. We're held to a higher standard. We have to walk this thing out. If you're depressed, you're sick, you're destitute, you're not getting blessed, we're telling you how to do it. We're giving you instructions. They're in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Those are our people. Those are black people. Those are colored people. Those are uh, those are our people, okay? We're telling you how to get there. We're telling you how to go to the next level. And he will speak to your spirit, just like God said someone to speak to me about that savage shirt. He cares about all all his business with us and his people. All you have to do is listen, hear his voice. I didn't even have to ask uh, for the bread. The, my girlfriend asked for. It. We didn't know what kind of bread was coming, but the, the the bread without use came on the table with the oils and everything. That's what he'll do. And you just say, thank you, Lord. That, that's just saying, I'm your child. You, you haven't forgotten me. There's times I've been on a plane on, on Sabbath and they will hand me wine. They don't know anything. Here, it's free. When you ever get wine for free in, 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 on a plane? Hmm. But God. Just try them. And then those little things, you start saying thank you, and then he'll give you bigger things. If you cherish and thank him for the small things, he'll start increasing you. You'll start hearing them clearly and clear and clear. And I'm not just talking about money and and that. I'm talking about your health and a whole lot of different things. People will come and give you answers. Kids will give you, a child will give you an answer. Mm -hmm. I remember Minister Griff used to give me answers. He didn't even know it. Okay, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to our parish, I, I just wanted to share that with you because I was appalled at myself. Hmm. Got to be more careful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to play
0: no music. We spent enough time on that topic. We have to get our word and our teaching. Hmm. We thank you, everyone who's t- uh, who's uh, chimed in, who's uh, channeled in. We thank you, Rabbi Afshalaf the word that you're about to deliver our parashaw was genesis 25 through 28 genesis chapter 25 through 28 our new parashaw is genesis 28 verse 10 up to chapter 32 verse 3 so basically chapter genesis chapter 28 to 32 you need to read these every week so we're on the same accord right so you know mm-hmm. the word what we're talking about and then you're you're getting you're hearing the, the are the Lord's voice? You're hearing Yahweh's voice when you start reading His word, and then you can give Him His word back. That's effective praying. If you know His word, yep. His word doesn't go void. You give it back, yep. to him, and He has to deliver. He has to do it. Now, it may not be right that day. It's in His time, though. He'll do it. <laughs>
2: Triumph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen.
0: Al we thank you. We love you. Happy birthday once again. Another year you've gone around the sun and it's all
4: yours.
3: All right. Well, Shabbat Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. Sameach Rosh Chodesh. It's a new month, right? Rosh Chodesh. Did y'all did y'all do your prayers? Do the Halal for Rosh Kodesh? Uh the starting of the new month. Uh anyway, well today is, this is. Actually, this is um, the dawn of the Shabbat. This is Lil Shabbat, and we're having a. Uh, you could have your Shabbat meal, right? Uh, right after this, you can go right into your Shabbat meal, if you uh, follow that that teachings. Um, but uh, yeah, this this Shabbat, and this this parashot toledot, toledot. Um, so this is talks about some very important things we we won't be able to, to hit them all but we can hit some of them and and just discuss some of them the highlights of this um because it, it's it's so there's so many things in there especially when you talk about esau and, and uh, you know um but um starts off in this parish hall. you know, it's going to be, I, I'm going to solicit your input today. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about this. this is a different time for me. Okay. And uh, my mind is going through this parish hall, back and forth, up and down. And uh, let me see if I can share with you my screen. If I can, I'll just go back and just read it because I'm reading from the book of um, Jasher it's the same parable but from a, a different perspective from the book of Jasher and uh if I can share it I will if not I won't uh I won't force it cuz it may not be for me to share but it looks like I can share all right
2: yes we so can you see. all can
3: see mm-hmm. what I see and uh again I'm thankful for, for being here another 60 another day on this rock <laughs> this adama all right Now, the life of our forefathers, Abraham, Yisad, Yaakov, are more than what we have been taught, if we've been taught about them in any way. They're so important because it's when we pray, you know, we hear them say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We start off the standing prayer with God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. When we do our prayer for of, of healing, when we pray for, we choose individuals that have told us that they need some healing or an answer, we call out their name. After we call out Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. The reason we, we say those names of those patriarchs and the matriarchs, Sarah, Rachel, Leah, right, Rebecca, you know, we, we say their names because they Are those that establish themselves in keeping the Torah, living a lifestyle based upon the Torah. So we, those names are very important, and so we mention those names, and they are the covenant people who brought the covenant to us, especially Abraham Avinu, a blessed memory, Abraham, before the Torah, before. I can't say before the Torah. Before the Torah, the, I should say like this. Before the Torah was delivered by Moshe Rabbeinu, a blessed memory, Abraham Avinu was teaching righteousness. He taught righteousness, and he lived righteousness without rituals. Think about that. And his prayers were answered. The prayers of Abraham were answered. The prayers of Isaac and Yaakov, all of their prayers were answered without ritual. They didn't have any rituals. They didn't wear tzitzit. They didn't wear tefillin. They were men who dedicated their lives in the midst of the societies that they lived in. Mm-hmm. They stuck with Avin. They stuck with Avinu Shabbat Shamayim, our Father who is in heaven. That's what's important. Not the rituals. Not the traditions that we are told we need to do. All these things. That's not important. Those are methods that we use to uh, to to show that we are uh, those that follow the Torah. But in actuality, when you look at Moshi Rabino, when Abraham Avinu, when Abraham talked to the angel, you see Mashiach came and talked to Abraham Avinu. Angels warned him angels answered him and 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 you know and the father answered his his prayers and he sent you know the malachim to talk to him and he didn't do rituals he prayed he followed the teachers of who did he follow who taught abraham see shem taught him ever taught him they taught him righteousness how to live the life so that's what we need to Focus our lives on not the ritual, but on the word and how to return his word to him in prayer. He said that a little earlier, you know, about the, the speaking the word of, out of the word. Well, we, our prayers, we pray our prayers in a line with his word. We find what it says in his word and we pray that prayer. That's what the story of, of Isaac and Rebecca is about. Isaac and Rebecca are, are, are two that pray. Because in, 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 in the book of Jasher, in, in chapter 26, I believe, it says, And in the 59th year of the life of Isaac, the son of Abraham, Rebekah, his wife, was stillborn in those days. Now, now, in Jewish custom, some say that she was born without reproductive organs. That's mess. I call that dung. See? They say that she didn't have reproductive organs, so they're saying they say that so that they can they can they can put a miracle in and say so that God performed a miracle. Okay, He doesn't have to do all that. He just says, "Okay, I'm going to open up your womb and let you start having children." So Rebecca, his wife, was still barren in in those days. Okay, so I'm going to go down to verse five in here. I'm reading again. I'm writing. I'm reading out of the book of Jasher for you all who have it. And let me just read this down here. I got time. This is what I really want to focus on this time because there's prayer in here, and there's there's something that comes from uh, even from the Book of Kings, First Kings, I believe it, and, and and it's it's something that we have to really understand about getting our prayers answered, and that while we're waiting, while we're desiring, we still have to stay in line with the word. Keep our faith in front of us. It should be frontless before our eyes and bound in our hands as a sign. That is our faith that the father will do what he says he will do. Again, he will do what he said he will do, all right. And some things we have, there are some things that we have to do. In other words, obey the commandments and trust him. So here it says in verse two, let me get back to verse two. It says, and Rebecca said unto Isaac, truly, I have heard my Lord. That thy mother Sarah was barren in her days, until my lord Abraham thy father prayed for her, and she conceived. She conceived by him. Listen at what she said. She has a witness, something to fall back on. She said, "In your, you know, he says, says truly, I have heard, my lord, that thy mother Sarah was barren, just like her." And she said, "Now Abraham, Avino, Abraham prayed for her." And she conceived by him. So she has a leg to stand up on. Why? Because it's already happened. Precedence has been set. She can rely on that. Do you have a precedence for something that you need? Can you find it in the Torah? Can you find it in the scripture? And fall and, and lay back on that. But you have to understand something about uh Rebecca. When 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 when, when Isaac met her, she was already even though she was in a world system, even though she was up there in the world system, she did not follow the world system. She was doing, living a righteous life, right? A young woman. So, so um, it says, verse three, now, and now therefore stand up uh, and uh, pray thou also that to God and he will hear thy prayer and remember us through his mercies. And Isaac answered his wife, Rebecca, saying, Abraham has already prayed for me to God to multiply his seed. Uh, now, therefore, this barrenness must proceed to us from thee. So he's going to put on her, but but she's saying, he puts, he, he, he says, you know, Abraham already prayed. So he said, Abraham already prayed. So So I prayed one time, you know, what I say is, what what has been said, not what I say, but what has been said is, you pray and you keep doing what you're supposed to do until you get the desired result, or you get the answer straight off, hot off the press, but you don't stop just because somebody prayed for you one time. And so what she's telling, he said, she's saying, you know, he's trying to get off, he's trying to get out of it sometimes a a coda lisa come to me and say pray for somebody i said well why don't you pray for it?" but that's not what she she said you pray for it she asked me she she wants me to pray and that's and i'm just like isaac in that i said well why don't you do it you see try to put it also no you do it she asks you so you do it if someone asks you and it's a good thing then it's a good thing to do it if your wife if your if your wife asks you to do something It's for, there's a reason behind it. You may not know what it is. She may not even know what it is, but there's a reason behind it. It falls in line with Rebecca asking Isaac. That's what happened. You have to think back to Isaac and Rebecca in situations like that. I do. Because Rebecca asked her husband. He is her covering. He is her covering, okay? So it says, and Rebecca said unto him, but arise now thou also and pray, that the Lord may hear thy prayer and grant me children. And Isaac harkened to the words of his wife, and Isaac and his wife rose up. Listen at what's happened now. He listened to his wife, and then he says, Isaac and his wife rose up and went to the land of Moriah. Does anybody know what is significant about Moriah? Remember, does anybody remember what's, what's significant about it? Moriah and Isaac? There was something that happened at moriah the sacrifice? That... sacrifice sacrifice
2: mm-hmm.
3: what else uh-huh. right now today on oh moriah what's going on what is there the temple mount and uh-huh. all the jews go to the western wall and pray
2: mm-hmm.
3: that's where isaac and rebecca are going to the place that the Lord remember I said I always say the Lord does not change our father does not change mm-hmm. he said the place that he chose was there Mariah mm-hmm. when 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 I and, I and I said something earlier I said that in first Kings King Solomon prayed and he said that we should face where East face Jerusalem we face East but if you in the land of Israel you face Mariah okay You're facing Moriah. You understand what I'm getting to? The father Mm -hmm. does not change. He said he is a chosen, he said the place of his choosing is where we are to make our prayers and when we go to make our annual uh, three times a year, we go to the place that he chose. That was Mount Moriah. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: The place of Isaac's sacrifice. He's going back to the familiar place where he saw the father operate on his behalf and fulfill the word that he established in Abraham. So they're going to Moriah to pray. That's why we say when we pray, not, that's not the only way, but we pray because it, it's written in the Torah. When the people are scattered amongst the nations, they turn toward this place, this house, and pray and confess their sins, then hear from heaven and answer their prayers. He is establishing precedents for us. This is our precedence. See, so you, I said there are many things in this in this in this teaching. I just don't have time to get to all of them, but there's so many things in here that we that are 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 just in operation today. The Father never changes. He does not change. We have to change and line up. See, I've, Isaac. And Rebecca had to change, had to line up. So they were going to the place. Isaac is taken to the place. He says to pray there and to seek the Lord. And when they had reached that place, Isaac stood up and prayed to the Lord on account of his his wife because she was barren. And Isaac said, and this is a prayer. You can use this if you want to. And Isaac said, O Lord God of heaven and earth, whose goodness and mercies fill the earth thou who did take my father from his father's house uh, and, oh my goodness, this is, I can't see it. Oh, I can't see it. I'm messing up stuff. Uh I can't see it. What's wrong with my, my, my screen? It won't let me see it. Okay. okay. Uh, from his birthplace and did bring him unto this land and did say unto him, to thy seed will I give the land, and thou didst promise him, and didst declare unto him, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sea, and as the sand of the sea. Now, men, um, now may thy words be verified, which is how I did speak unto my father. For thou art the Lord of our, our God, our eyes are toward thee to give us seed of men, as thou didst promise us. For thou art the Lord, our God, and our eyes are directed toward thee. And the Lord heard the prayer of Isaac, the son of Abraham. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. What did he do? How did he plead his case? How did they plead their case? They re- reminded, he said, what does it say in, in Isaiah? Come, let us reason together. So they came back with the same, what reminded him of the covenant. We are Abraham's seed. Isaac is Abraham's seed. He went to the place, we can face that place as a couple. If you're married as a couple, if you're not as a single, you still face that location with your mindset that you're praying to the father in the direction of the place that he established saying that he would be there in our time of need, see? So our father, he's not gonna change. We have to change. And so again, I wanna go back to a quote a, a earlier. If they've called us a bottom feeder, our way out is through the word, knowing where to turn and who to turn to. Knowing that we stand on the shoulders of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. And we can pray in the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our father. He is our father. But the the rules of engagement have been established from the foundation of the world. And we need to understand how to operate in the foundational teachings. That is the Torah. That is righteousness and justice. See? That's mm-hmm. how we operate in righteousness and justice. So let me go down a little more. Seven months after uh, there was some, after she conceived, uh, she conceived, seven months after we're starting to get into the proper parish, all right, that, that they want us to know. Remember, they don't want you to know this. Mm-hmm. The people who took all these books that didn't want you to know this the formula for success. Mm-hmm. Other people had it, but they kept it from us. We we're thankful that the Ethiopian church had these books and And they had them. We're thankful now that they're out in the sefer, and in, in, in the in the, in the suffer, so we can go back and get this information. This is important information. if 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 you know, I used to teach. let me just move over a little bit. Look commercial. when I was in the military, I used to teach uh, uh, race relation and 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 we used to give these tests. We do these experiential exercises. And we had these puzzles that we give out to people. To, to to complete the puzzles. But one of them we would flip it and we and, and the people weren't told, you know, weren't told were told they couldn't flip them over, but they had to put them together just as they were. So they couldn't put it together. They could they couldn't do it because something was missing. They needed to flip it over. That's the way the scripture is given to us. We're giving parts of it. We're given an enough to make us believe in the following lineup, but we're not given enough to to overcome in many instances, to know the background. of, Because many times you need to know that background to know that somebody did this, but they give you the intricacies of what they did that made this happen. You see, sometimes you're missing the puzzle. There's a piece out of the puzzle missing. Until it's given to you at the end of the exercise, I would give them the answer. I tell them to flip it over, flip that piece over, and it fit perfectly. That's what's happening to you now. I'm flipping the piece over so that you can see it in the scripture what it takes. I'm giving the reason why we tell you in prayer to face east. This is why. You may have missed this. Somebody may not have told you, but this is why. Moriah. Was designated by the father as a place that we turn to, as the place that we go to. That's why they're fighting at Mount Moriah now. What they believe to be Mount Moriah, they're fighting now because they know that's a place of blessing. They're fighting, they're at the Wailing Wall because they want to be at Mount Moriah to get the prayers answered.
2: Okay. Understand that so Muslims
0: are the keeper over it, which is interesting, but go ahead. mm, Yeah. The, yeah. the, The Muslims are keeping it waiting on us.
3: Well, yeah, you know what that is, right? that's Ishmael right you see he's holding he, he's he wants he actually wants that birthright oh. by the way they want it right so and Ellis and uh, Elazar, they they're they're fighting over that stuff but we don't let them fight we just stand back. we better like Isaac we just have, let them have it okay so it says uh they struggling inside right so she went and ask people she asked the other women the midwives and the other women that had pregnancies, you know, did y'all have the same problem that I'm having? And they said, nah, we didn't have this problem. Sister, you're on your own. You need to find out what's going on inside of you because this, this, this is not normal. This is abnormal. Okay, so that's I'm just ad-libbing that, right? So now I'm going to go ahead and read something for you. It says um, verse 10, and she said unto them she's, she's you know, giving them response to them, telling them they had never heard this had this, uh, never heard of anything happening like that to any of them that any of people they knew. So she says, and she said unto them, why am I alone in this this amongst all the women that were upon the earth? Sometimes you're going through something and you just think that you're the only one doing it, right? See, like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? So here's what she does. Here's what, see, here's that little nugget. It says, and she went to the land of Moriah, going right back there again, right? To seek the Lord on account of this. And she went to Shem and Eber, now, we know by Shem and we know by ever because we know Hebrew you Hebrew Hebrew Israelites and Hebrews ever all right ever remember ever all right so uh she went to Shem and ever she went to the men of the priest of the most High God was who what was his name what was his name the prince, the priest of the most High God what was his name does anyone know his name
2: was it was it Melchizedek
3: God, Melchizedek yeah okay that's right Melchizedek she went to Melchizedek and ever see I, I should I brought that out Melchizedek all right that's who Shem is okay so it says and ever his son to make inquiries to, to of them in this matter and they the, and that they should seek the Lord in this thing respected her and she also asked Abraham to inquire so she didn't just stop with 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 the you know the priest of the most high and his son she went also to her father Abraham some say father-in-law but no it's father she's his daughter she married his son she's his daughter he's her father he says he said uh, of the lord uh, about all uh, all that had befallen her so she's going to where she knows to go she went to her husband's teacher and his father and her father. And of course, she's in the family now. See, she's in their family now. So, she, you know, she's always been in the family, but she's closer now, right? And, and they said, they all inquired of the Lord concerning this matter. And they brought her word from the Lord and told her. Now, you know what they would call these three men, these three great patriarchs? These three, you know what you call them right now? the powers or see they had contact they had close contact with the father and she knew that she knew that they knew righteousness they knew eternal life they knew the way so she went to the one she knew could give her the answer Right, and guess what you can do you can call up on the name in the name of the father you know call to the father in the name of Abraham Isaac and Yaakov and he will hear you right he will hear you when you pray. So, because again, I, Abraham is in on this. And she said, uh, he says, "It um, says, they brought her word from the Lord and told her, two children are in thy womb. Two nations shall rise up from them. One nation shall be stronger than the other and the greater shall serve the younger. So they gave that prophecy to it, right? Now let me go down to the, uh, uh, talk about um, the characteristics of these two brothers. I'm not going to go too much longer now, okay? I'm not going too much longer. I'm going to kind of tie it up right here. It says, and Isaac, the son of Abraham, was 60 years old when he begot them. And the boys grew up to their 15th year, and they beca- and they came amongst the society of men. This is important. They're, they're teenagers. And now they've come amongst the society of men. They're out, they're able to get out amongst, you know, we get to, they kind of mature now and they're out there amongst the people and they're establishing themselves amongst the, the men in society. You know, they could be in the United States, they could be anywhere, Germany, Russia, they could be in Israel, they could be in the continent of Africa, but they're amongst society, right? And it says, Esau, this is what they say about Esau. They say, Esau was a, a designing and deceitful man. Listen at that. See, we talked about this last year, by the way. Just to remind y'all, this is a review. Esau's nation was when he's. This is how society saw them. They saw Esau was a design, a designing and deceitful man, and expert in the field. Okay, according Easter, you call him a, a bottom feeder. <laughs> he's deceitful, the bottom feeder. Okay. <laughs> And an and expert hunter. But there's some good come out of that, uh, brother, brother Griff. Some good comes out of it because he's an expert hunter. So he mm-hmm. could feed you. He might deceive you, right? He might do you wrong, but he could actually he show you how to eat and do some hunting. <laughs> hey,
1: now, hey, Rabbi, I, I got a quick question to follow up on that. When it says designing, does that mean like design schemes? What does that mean, that yes, word? That's it. Okay. Yes, that's Okay. Yeah,
3: he's a schemer, right? Okay. They they called Jacob the trickster, right? Uh But somebody before him actually was the one, and that was Esau, all right? So, yeah. Okay. And it says about Jacob. Now, look what it says about Jacob. Now, Jacob was a perfect man and wise, dwelling in tents, feeding flocks, and learning the instructions. Here it is, learning the instructions of the Lord and commandment and commands of of his um, father and mother. So you see the difference. When it, when it talks about he's a man of the tents, and we've talked about it before, that it means that he's a man of the word, right? And remember, and actually, he went and he learned from, he followed the ways of his father and he went to Shem. Okay. He went to learn from Shem, by the way. Esau declined to go. No, no, um uh uh what is his name? His brother decided not to go. So Isaac, and it's, okay, uh, let me go down a little more. And Isaac and the children of his uh, his household dwelt with his father Abraham in the land of Canaan as God had commanded them. And Ishmael, uh, Ishmael, the son of Abraham, went with his children, all belonging to them, and they returned to, to the land of Havilah, and they dwelt there. So they went, you know, they started splitting up. That's why it talks about the ages. They started going and doing different things. But Isaac stayed at home with his children with his at his father's house. Why would he do that? It's important to understand that, that they lived the righteous life. And he wanted his children to grow up in that environment. Minister That's Griffin, why it says a good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. So we want our children to know. The right way as grandparents we want to make sure that our children's children right know the right way and that's what was going to happen with
1: isaac's children
0: yes minister um, Rick has his hands up Rabbi.
1: yes okay rabbi really quick since we're here on jacob and esau um i just wanted to get clarification on this really quick so uh when i ran into the black hebrew israelites who are preaching off the corner one of the things that they were saying uh, i ran into them in dallas was that anybody that was white that walked by, they were saying that they were a child of Esau and that uh they were uh belittling them and saying that they were devils in the name of Esau. And they were saying that um Esau was created white, whereas Jacob was created black. It was it was all this stuff that was being said. And I just wanted to clarify, um, you know, now that we're on the Jacob and Esau passage, how does that actually play out? I would imagine that both kids were actually kids of color. I would imagine that even though Esau gave away his birthright, uh, you know, it's not to say that anybody that is, uh, you know, Caucasian or whatever it is in the line of Esau, it just didn't make sense to me. So I wonder if you can clarify that for me as far as how that dynamic plays out between Jacob and Esau.
3: Esau was a twin to Jacob. He wasn't an albino. He wasn't white, right? He was reddish. He was reddish. man look like Malcolm X.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you know they called malcolm x red you know he wasn't a white man that's something that's that's a foolishness that people come up with mm-hmm. right that's that's a foolishness okay and and they want to make everybody white esau but when you go into east africa the children of esau look just as black as they are they're still okay. the same color right they're still now if you want to say the spirit of esau that's okay. They okay. said they operate in the spirit of Esau. That's okay. That might be true, right? Because they did have a character and it does pass on. And I can imagine that they mix with other people, but no, you can't say every white man is, you can't say, you know, some white folks are actually Israelite
2: mm-hmm.
3: by blood, you know, and some black folk are, are white <laughs> by blood. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just the skin is maybe dark, you know. So we have to that's why we stay with the word. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Daniels.
4: Um oh my husband was saying that um he was mentioning the fact that we um that it came to his mind that it says that we are told that we're not supposed to um despise the Edomites because they are our relatives. Okay. Yes. Yeah. and so even to that extent of what he was saying about those that approached him in in dallas it's like i've seen that in other places and they come with such a hatred and a venom
1: it's such when a they're
4: enemy. yeah when they're talking about it but it's like but the bible tells us actually to do the opposite Torah tells us to do the opposite also and to remember that he's your brother
3: yeah and actually they operate in the spirit of of uh esau when they do that they are Mm -hmm. operating in his spirit wow because remember the character they had back there right
2: Mm -hmm. so they're
3: actually operating in his spirit and a lot of them again that there's so many things that go into that i won't go too far into that but yeah it's foolishness they're wrong they just it's just just
0: throughout the bible it says love the foreigners because you were once foreigners too it says that throughout the bible so we can't Treat them the same way. It's one thing to say the truth; it's another thing to put down other people. Yeah, Mm
3: right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's why
0: someone else had their hand. Did someone else have their hand up?
3: Yeah, I did see somebody's hand up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what that, and that's the problem they have in the in that camp is rebellion against the the real leadership that is going to teach them the right way. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know the hebraic the hebraic way uh, instead of going out on that tangent and you know they even deny you know they don't uh, i just not even gonna get into it that's lashon hurrah i don't want to get
1: into the lashon hurrah let me just leave them alone get them off and, my tongue and, <laughs> okay. and, and, and you, know, rabbi, you know rabbi like i i get the anger and i get i just think it's misplaced i think it's righteous but i think it's just misplaced and you know that was one time where i came across and i was like you know it's a lot of good teaching here, but this just doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem, I wasn't versed enough to know kind of, you know, but thank you for saying that, Sister Daniels, because, in Brother Daniels, that's so right. It does say, don't despise the edomite. Yeah, um, And that's literally what was what's happening that day. And I'm just like, man, this just don't feel right to be up yeah. here hating anybody. It's not it's not our way. Like, whether you're angry, I'm, I was angry when I first came, but it's not our way. And yeah. so thank you for clarifying that, y'all. Yeah. I did go and visit
3: one time to one of the organizations. I, I never went back. So that I'll tell you, so I never went back. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And just like what I, I was yeah. talking about, the, the bottom feeders, we don't think like that. We, right. You know, you, you have other uh, races trying to put us in that category, but we've never thought like, because we're not built like that. We're not that yeah. those type of people that hate like that. Yeah. We're very so, forgiving. The Hebrew Israelites are very forgiving, actually. Yeah
2: yeah
3: so yeah and when you study these
0: when you put that knee on our neck i mean we we have to fight back we're not going to take that either we're we're not doormats we're nobody's doormat either no we know who we are
3: yeah so yeah and you find that the character a lot of the things that we read in the torah reveal to us the character and the characteristics of the children of god and when you see people operating outside of the characteristics and they live that lifestyle then you understand that they are not truly of the house of Israel,
2: right?
3: Because we do have a spirit. There is a spirit that operates in us. Okay? Okay. okay, that light operates in us, and it doesn't allow us to live a certain way, because it reminds us. It it, it kind of tugs us back, and puts it gets us back in line with what the word says about us and how we are to live. Okay, and so that's important, right? But let me go ahead and and, and do this right quick. Anybody else before I how much time do I have? I'm gonna to try to. I said I was gonna wrap this up.
0: <laughs> oh, go go ahead. We we're good.
3: Okay. It says in verse 20 here in this uh 26 it says, and all the children of Abraham's concubines went to dwell in the land in, of the east. For Abraham sent them away from his son and had given them presents, and they went away. Um uh, there's a we talk about this in the advanced class of, of what he sent them away with, okay. And it says, um, and Abraham gave all that he had to his son Isaac. And it says, and he also gave him his treasures. So there's something besides treasures that he gave Isaac. And he gave the children of his sons something. And they went away. So we get deeper into that. That's in the spiritual aspects in the receiving uh, uh, teachings that we do on that. Uh, So I'm not going to go too far into that. Okay. So it says, uh, I'm going to go down. It says, and, it, uh, and Abram gave all that he had to his son Isaac. And he also gave him all his treasures. And he commanded him, saying, dost thou not know and understand the Lord is God in heaven and in earth, and there is no other besides him? Listen at what he's saying to him. his son Isaac. Don't you realize this? He's reaffirming the contract agreement with Isaac. That's what's going on here. Look, he says, do you know and understand the Lord is God in heaven and in earth, and there is no other beside him. That's kind of like joining the congregation or joining the house of Israel. He's asking. He's saying, do you do it? You know, like your statement of faith. That's what that is. It's a contract degree. He's offering the contract to his son. And he said, and it and it was he, who, uh, okay. Uh, and it was he who took me from my father's house and from my birthplace and gave me all the delights upon the earth. Who delivered me from the counsel of the wicked? Who were the wicked? He was there with Nimrod. He was in his father's house. But the, he, but remember, he went to stay with Shem, and Shem taught him the way from a child. And so he says he's telling him. This is who delivered me. Just like we would deliver, our ancestors were deliver, delivered out of Mithraim. This is another deliverance. This is, again, he doesn't change. So when they come out of Egypt, he has already delivered his children out of the world system. See, so he delivered Abraham out of the world system. He has delivered us out of the world system. He doesn't change. And he says, for in him did I trust. Faith. Faith comes by hearing faith. Abraham was a man of faith and he counted it to righteousness. And he says, and he brought me to this place and he delivered me from Ur the Cassidine And, he, you know, they were going to kill him. And he says, and he said unto me, to thy seed will I give all these lands and they shall inherit them. And, and, and when when they, let me go back. To thy seed will I give all these lands. They shall inherit them. And when they keep my commandments, this is key. When you can have the land, you operate in the blessings as long as you keep the commandments and statutes. So, if you you're being told you don't need the law, as they say you don't need it, they've just told you not to walk in the commandment. This has been established before Moses walked the earth. This was established before the earth was even created. This was already established. He says. My statutes and my judgments that I have commanded thee, and which I shall command them. Okay. These things are the rock on which we stand. This is the contract agreement that we're entering into. It says, Now, it says, Now therefore, my son, hearken to my voice and keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I commanded thee. Do not turn from the right way. Uh, either to, to the, the, the right way, either to the right or to the left. Don't turn from the right way, from the left or to the right. He says, in order that it may be well with thee and thy children after thee forever. So this is him and his household. If he teach them the way and keep them in the way, right way to go, this is generational. He says, and remember the work uh, the wonderful works of the Lord and his kindness that he has shown toward us and having delivered us from the hands of our enemies and the Lord, our God caused them to fall into our hands. And now therefore keep all that I have commanded thee and turn not away from the commandments of the, of thy God and serve none beside him in order that it may be well with thee and thy seed after thee. Okay. And it says, teach thou, thy, thou, thy children and thy seed, the instruction of the Lord, And the commandments and teach them the right way in which they should go in order that it may be well with them forever. This is how we establish our households, our communities and everything. We have to take them back to the covenant and let them know the importance of walking in this covenant. And it says, and Isaac, here it is. This is what we have to say. Isaac answered his father and said unto him, that which the Lord has commanded, that will I do. And I will not depart from the commandments of the Lord my God. I will keep all the commandments that he commanded me. And Abraham blessed his son Isaac and also his children. And Abraham taught Jacob the instruction of the Lord and his ways.
2: Do do you,
3: you see what's going on? When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they said the exact same thing. They accepted the contract agreement. They accepted the covenant. This that we're walking in is a covenant. When the children of Israel broke that covenant, that's when they were kicked out of the land. This word came true. As long as we obey the commandments, as long as our forefathers had obeyed that commandment, we would never have been kicked out of the land because the father is true to his word. And then Moses came along. And then the children of Israel not just the children of Israel, but those that attached themselves to the children of Israel coming out of Mithraim, entered into the contract agreement. They said, all that the Lord has said, that we will do. Exact same thing. This is a repeat. Remember, I always stress the fact that when we read the scripture, you'll find it somewhere else. That is your presence, The precedence is set already on what it takes to live in the land obeying the commandments the laws and the statutes that the lord has given us that's what jacob and jacob it says and, and 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 he instructed jacob in the way he instructed jacob in the way that's generational that's why we are you know so special in the world when we obey the commandments when we teach others when we know how to get the answers we we what the Lord has given us now is, is a way he's revealing to us how to get our answers, prayer, our prayers answered. How to turn our, 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 communities around our households around our, I'm not worried about this nation as long as we can live in peace here, but as a nation of Israelites, as a nation of Israel, how we can get ourselves in line and stop being called the dredges of the earth, the lowest of the earth. We can change that but we have to go back here to the foundation and live on this foundation. That, you know, that if, if you get nothing else out of it, get this, that it is the contract agreement that you verbally accept, not by blood sacrifice. See, he didn't go out and kill no fatty calf or nothing. He just said it with his mouth and it was done. See, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. See? Confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. The contract agreement, and all will be well with you. Now I kind of paraphrased and took out if you believe, you know, confess the mouth and believe the heart the Lord Jesus got knew, God raised him from the dead. I, I left all that part out. Because yeah. this is before that. Yeah. It was always established. Before that, it was all, the precedent has already been set. Confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. And he said that he made his confession of faith. Okay, he made it right there. Okay, so it goes on and talks about and and, and uh, talks about the death of Abraham. I'm not going to go into that.
0: If you could take um, the screen down, please.
3: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stop right there because okay. I can. Because we there's so much as I go on. It talks about how basically I'll tell you I'll give this to you if you don't have the, the separate if you do have the separate keep reading on down and you get down to the point where Esau does a good thing and he kills Nimrod and then and then after he kills Nimrod Nimrod's army comes and chases him right gets him, in a, and he's running and he's so tired that he, when he runs up on, on Jacob he said look man I'm about to die you know I'm about to die what good is my life what good is my birthright if I'm going to die he said, he "Sell me some that soup.
0: some soup." Didn't get yeah. about some soup. Yeah,
3: <laughs> give me that red soup. Yeah, so that's how he got to the point where he wanted that soup. He was, he had done some killing. <laughs> he just killed somebody, and he was running for his life. He killed, and and by the way, when he when he killed Nimrod, he took the clothes that he had. It says, if you read it, it says he took the clothing that he had that enabled him, right, to have power over the nation the clothing that he wore. Now, do you know the story behind the clothing? I'll ask that question. How many know the, the story behind those you know, clothing? You see, okay.
6: You want a story? Yeah.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah
4: he wants yeah. a story. Yeah,
6: it, 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 it's the, um, the clothing that God made for Adam after he sacrificed to cleanse him from the sin of eating the fruit. That yeah. very from the um the animal that was the animal slain. Yeah, the that animal skin, skin, skin became the clothes that Adam then inherited and passed down yeah and yeah. it was um him who stole it gave it to Cush, I believe and then Cush then gave it to Nimrod uh uh-huh. giving him the power to then subdue the nations yeah. around him
2: uh-huh.
6: yeah those the clothing that he wore were
3: anointed Wow. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I learned so much from you all. Yeah,
1: yeah that was so and much context so, right there. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. wonder why he just sold his birthright like that. You know, I was over a bowl of soup, but when you hear the story, it's like, ah, there was so much more to it. The fact yeah. that he took the clothes from him, I mean, that was so much context that we're missing in mm-hmm. just our regular Bibles.
4: Yeah. yeah, even when they say, and Nimrod was a mighty warrior before the Lord and stuff, and that that would be part of that context you know, to that phrase, too, because I remember I always used to wonder, it was
6: like, a mighty warrior before the Lord,
4: but he was doing bad things, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But,
6: well, but I, too, I I was thinking, as you said, as Minister Griff mentioned, that, that designing where Esau was seeming to be scheming all the time, because even the Nimrod episode was, was a scheme he, he plotted. That's right. But when Nimrod took a, a moment to just be alone, away from his bodyguards, yeah, while Esau was crouching, mm-hmm. and the minute Nimrod was distracted,
4: yeah, gotcha now.
6: That was it. <laughs> it, it was you done. You know what that
3: plays out? You know when that that scene plays out, and he's scheming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I grew up in Gary, Indiana, and and uh, I wasn't a gang banger, but I knew guys that were gang bangers. I had mm-hmm. a lot of good friends that were gang bangers. They, you know, they were them gangs. And so one of my friends came from Chicago He'd come over at, at summertime and spend the summertime in Gary. Because it was real bad where he was. It was bad, in, you know, it wasn't so bad in Gary. We had gangs. But in Chicago, you know, they were killing back then. And so he would come to Gary. His name was Terry. And he would he got into, you know, the gangs knew me. So I could go into any territory and they didn't bother me. Because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a gangbanger and they knew that. And, and so I could go. And so I, he was with me and we went and he got into it with a guy. And, and they became enemies. They had this kind of thing going on, right? And so we were going to. I was going. I had a paper route, and I Terry was going to go to the paper route, and and the other guy from the gang saw him, and they saw each other. So Terry tells me, he said, "When I walk up on him, I'm gonna hit him." You know, he was scheming. (laughs) That was that's it. That's scheming. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna hit him. You know, I'm gonna. He said he's gonna say something, and then he's just gonna hit him. And the guy walked up to him and hit him first. (laughs) So they both (laughs) were scheming. It's just, and that's what it was with Nimrod. And see, and Esau, they both were scheming because remember, Nimrod didn't like him. He was Mm. watching him from day to day. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. And he had
3: his game, right? Yeah. And so Esau went out there and Esau got the drop on it, just like they do in games. In games, they get at each other and they they watch each other until they catch him at a moment where they can get to him. That's the same spirit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the same identical. It's nothing new. What you see going on is playing out right now has already been played out before. But we have to recognize what's going on. These are spiritual entities that are entering into the minds of men and and controlling the minds of men. These are spiritual things. You know, the whole universe is is full of spirits, different types of spirits.
5: And they're in the universe.
3: They're there. And they need a body in order to do something in the earth. So they find who has a weak mind, who has an open mind, Mm-hmm. See, that would do. It. Think about that. Esau and Jacob were born from the same family, the same household.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Think about that. They had the same mother and father. Think about it. Grandfather, grandparent. He came from good stock.
2: Yes, Whoa. yes. <laughs> good the Way to put it. See that was yeah. what was what, what was it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we
4: see so, that even today, right? Where it's like you you have several children and the same parents, they teach them the same things. One person or or multiple children go, my parents don't know what they're talking about and then it's like the other one will choose to obey and to walk in the ways that the parent taught and you know and they're teaching righteous things but it's one one of them will reject that righteousness or more than one and the other one will you know keep it and follow suit and be like this is righteousness this is good for me to do yeah. and and stuff and you scratch your head you're like but they were raised by the same parents how could they have come out so differently you yeah. know but yeah. but i also think about the the whole Nimrod situation and how um, it was prophesied that through Abraham Mm -hmm. he would that you know end would come and so he was trying to get rid of him but I'm like it came sideways from a way he wasn't even expecting you know (laughs) but it (laughs) happened it surely happened yeah Yeah, it was surely Abraham's seed
1: yeah Yeah.
0: amen is there any other questions for the rabbi before we close out
1: yeah, I was just thinking. Uh, it seems like the opposite of this of uh this scheming that Esau had. It seems like uh King David was in the same position where he had Saul dead to rights right there. But mm-hmm. since he didn't have that spirit in operation, he chose a different path, right? Because he had Saul dead to rights in the in the cave, I believe it was. Yeah. Um. But cut a little piece of his garment off, let him know I could have done this, but didn't take his life right there. So I just thought I was thinking that as you were saying about how that scheme plays out and that spirit plays out through time but mm-hmm. we also have the the other side of it which is like how we're supposed to be which is walk as king david walked
3: yeah yeah that's called chesed david operating in chesed mercy he was merciful mm-hmm. he wouldn't he said i'm not going to touch the lord's anointed because Saul was anointed mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and the spirit that operated in david he had the right spirit right david had the right spirit mm-hmm. and so he did not do what he it was in his hands to do Mm-hmm. But he knew that so, it was against what the word of of, of of our father would, you know what he wanted him to do, you know. So Not by, so mind, no by Nimrod
1: power. having those clothes, by Nimrod having those clothes, was he anointed, or how does that play out? I, I just never read that before. Was he uh, was it given to him, or did he steal them, or how did that play out? No, they were given to him. See? Okay. The Ham
3: stole them,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right, and then they passed it on down through in their house, and so until it got to to uh, Nimrod. And again, okay. those are anointed clothes. And so that gave him the power.
2: All mm-hmm.
3: right. Because it not remember Adam? Adam was so close to the father, you know, he was right mm-hmm. there with him, right? Mm-hmm. And the father made those. Think about it. The father made those yeah. for yeah. him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So you know they're anointed. Anything that the father touches mm-hmm. is anointed, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You remember the mantle? Mm-hmm.
3: Elijah and Elijah, mm-hmm. the mantle. How it was, he said, if you get my mantle when I leave, Mm-hmm. That it was anointed, mm-hmm. right? When you are close to the Father and you operate in the anointing, it, it you know, depending on how you, your, your, it's just your anointing, your closeness is, I'll put it that way, how your walk is, you
2: mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm.
3: you, your, your clothing, mm-hmm. if you can walk in the anointing, and you can, mm-hmm. if you can believe and walk in the, the clothing that you have are anointed. You will leave books behind that you pray with all the time, and clothing that you wear when you pray. Mm-hmm. A certain—I have my talit that I pray in all the time. Don't you know that there's anointing in that? In that, wow! Mm-hmm. When you pray, there's an anointing in your clothing. If you have uh, the prayer shawl, if you have a, even a room in your house, if that there's a place that you designate it, and you pray there all the time, that room is anointed.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Your, that anointing is there. The anointing, the Shekinah, the you know, it's there, and that is established because of these clothes. That you, it shows you that if a person is anointed, if the father has touched them, they're anointed. But you know, the, the other side is you can use it for good or or evil. Nimrod mm-hmm. chose to use it in a different way, didn't he? Yes, he
2: did. Mm-hmm.
3: He used it in a different way. He didn't use it for the good used it for his good, selfish ambition, his ego. But that that those clothing were meant to be for something good,
6: yeah. yeah. anointing. Yeah, but I, I'm just wondering why it is that Hams chose to steal. Well, the, I
3: remember his dad was in there with his wife, and he had gotten drunk, and he was naked, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'd imagine his wife was naked too.
2: You read that, and so that was the clothes. he saw
3: his. And that, actually, that's what it was. He saw his father. He saw his father's nakedness. He was talking about his mother, mm-hmm. and so his father didn't have his clothes on. He took the clothes. He
2: mm-hmm.
3: said he took. That's when he got the clothes. But he Is that when you know, his, those, his, those
2: were
0: those were the clothes. I, we we know about that. Those were the clothes from Adam.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I didn't know they were the clothes from Adam, but I I knew about the clothes.
1: So, those were the clothes that Noah was wearing? Mm Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Those
1: are
4: the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying he must have forgotten because I know it because he told me. Like, he read it and came back and told me. Uh, about that, that portion because I didn't realize that before either. That, um, yeah. like it was during that time of nakedness that he's, yeah. he's such
3: now some people so say funny. that he went in and castrated him and all that stuff. Not, don't go uh-huh. because he castrated him, he'd have died, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd bled out, yeah, yeah. you know. They you
2: know,
3: yeah. don't people don't think when it comes to foolishness, you know. <laughs> but now if they say he slept with his wife while she was drunk while he was out, then that would fall into it because that's his father's nakedness, yeah. And if you read the okay. scripture, it explains yeah. that his. That's his nakedness. Mm-hmm. His wife is his nakedness. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know that...
4: you just don't uncover the nakedness of your mother either, cause it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's that's interesting. I when you said um that David had a righteous spirit, I suddenly thought of that prayer that he prayed or that psalm, telling where he right, says, Created me a clean heart. Yeah. Oh yeah, and renew a right spirit within me yeah. and stuff. And so I was like, he prayed for that right spirit, like he prayed. Yeah. You know, constantly to 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 keep himself righteous. And to, to restore. Yeah, and he said, "Cast me not away and restore." Yeah, and it was after he had um erred, right? Yes. Right. Yes. but right. I thought of it. I was like, the words are exactly that. So it's like he had that right spirit, but somehow he had fallen away from that. And he he asked, he repent When in repenting, he asked him to renew that right spirit. But the words just triggered that in my heart. And I was like, yeah, there's a time where he prayed and, and said, renew it.
2: And stuff. And and, so he and, was always concerned king about David, you know, walking
3: in that way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, what I know about King David, he was a handsome man, right? That's what they say in scripture. He was a yeah. handsome. He yeah. and Solomon, they all look the same all the way down. They mm-hmm. were, But so that means that, and you got, you're a man of power. You're the king. You know, mm-hmm. so don't Imagine one of the things he had to deal with was his ego, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: right? And so that's one of the reasons why he made that prayer because I think it was a, con- a constant thing that he had to go through is mm-hmm. keeping his ego in check. That's why he would say, you know, creating me a clean heart, or, or give me yeah. a clean spirit, uh, you know, because, you know, when you you get up in that different area, you start getting your little money, you get mm-hmm. a little power. They call that power, right? They call that money power. You have to yeah. keep yourself in check because, think about some of these athletes,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, mm-hmm. think about these famous people because mm-hmm. they don't keep their egos in check Right. so david prayed that prayer because he will want, want to keep his ego in check
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, we
4: know there's something know that can have- do that high testosterone too i, I
0: know that the, the time has gone over i'm gonna go off on a tangent a little bit because i've been having this question and i never can remember it okay. mm-hmm. really quick let's go to lot i know back in the days when you invite somebody into your house you protected them so he had the angels there, and then the men came and they wanted to like rape these angels, which they they didn't know it was angels. Now Lot offered his daughters. Did Lot know that they were angels? Because that's deep for somebody to offer their daughters up before it have some strangers in their house. Did he know? So that question was always in my head, and I finally got a chance to ask you. Uh huh. Did Lot know that they were angels, or he was just being? by the rules of protecting somebody who stayed at your home
3: he was going by the rule right the ancient rule of you know abraham took strangers in that's one of the things that abraham did right he would look he'd sit at the door and watch for strangers lot knew abraham and he knew the ways of abraham so when these two angels come he just receives them in and he just doesn't want them to be molested by the crowds he's protecting them right now he mm-hmm. found out later that they were angels, right? When they did their thing,
2: mm-hmm. struck
3: him. Then they, then he knows. Yeah, he mm-hmm. knows.
2: Right?
0: So I was always but, curious. Like he offered up his daughters. That's deep. Did he yeah. know they were? Because it didn't say anywhere that he knew that they were angels.
3: Yeah. Until yeah. after
0: they told him to leave.
3: Or, oh, or oh, they were a, a a dirty lot. They would, you know, but they wanted them men. Right, mm-hmm. they were sodomizers. They wanted, you know, but but remember the story of the city. They'd take people in that were strangers, take them out there, and put them on this bed and stretch them out. And he knew the evil that they would do.
2: Yeah,
3: right. You know the you know the story about that place, with how they treated strangers and how they would cheat them
4: right. out of their money. Right,
0: but my my main thing, the root of it is that he offered up his daughter.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, your mind was
4: wrestling with the him offering up his own daughter, right? So that yeah. that's
0: what mm-hmm. I've been wrestling with. Like, why did he offer up his daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think
4: good, we had yeah. that discussion too. Yeah, that's yeah. a very about the daughter offering thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, offering yeah. up your daughter. That's that's he had more than he had several daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he that's a good question, right? Yeah. Why would he offer up his daughter? I've had that question myself. Why would he offer his daughters up? Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a passing thought
0: yeah it just passed my head here and there i finally got a chance okay well uh if anybody if if, uh anyone have any more questions before we go into our closing prayer
1: uh last thing i want to say or ask is um (coughs) excuse me so i've always kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater sorry to use that expression uh when it comes to the idea of like how Catholics have this idea of relics, right? And now there's like these powers, there's power in these <clears throat> in these uh, garments that the saints wore or the, um, you know, whatever it may, stuff that was around Yeshua. Uh, but there is a truth. Now they've gone grossly overboard. I mean, I think we can all say that in the way they just have sold indulgences and relics and all that stuff. But there is a truth to that. There is a truth to if a saint walked this earth uh and and wore certain garments then there is power in that garment or there is power in their bible and there is power in something that they had around there is a truth to that He sold and bought in in, uh capital you know capitalistic market type of way but there is a truth to like the the uh relics of the ancient or the relics of the holy ones the anointed ones even that itself holds a certain sense of power that is rubbed off and will stay with that thing forever
3: yeah
1: yeah okay uh,
3: yeah they take it to the extreme I think, in many instances, they do take it to the extreme. But the same thing, no. you know, the, not only the Catholic Church, but when you go to commit, you get into Egypt, you know, they had the same teachings, right? Especially, and that's what, I hate to say it, but that's what Christianity, the first Christianity that's right, was. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that's true. The first Christianity was, and it's written in stone. Cop- the know? Catholic Church of Egypt. Yeah. <clears throat> and so mm-hmm. so a lot of it, you know, it's not, it's nothing new, right? And, and remember, if we go back and get more into what was happening during Sam's, Sam's uh, I can't remember his name, the angel that was there, the 200 that came down on Mount uh, Hor- uh, Hor- Herman Mount Herman, that came down, 200 of them,
2: mm-hmm. they,
3: you know, they did things like that, right? Taught men and taught the women about amulets. Right, And Mm -hmm. when you talk about amulets, that means you're putting power in the amulets. So there's a certain power from the amulets. So this is something that's ancient, very ancient.
4: Okay, Uh, okay. So that would explain why, like, I was reading some of the quote-unquote lost books, and one of them I came across was the early life of Jesus, right? And there's this part in it where they say that um, when he was a baby and his mom would wash his clothes and hang it up or something like that. Um they would even be healed from the clothes that had thing. And I thought it was like, because you know, in some of them, I was like, okay, this one, they clearly were trying to do something here. I don't know if I trust this one. <laughs> uh-huh, and I'm yeah. like, but this one might have some truth. And that was one of the ones where I was like, hmm, a little shady, <laughs> even though I do know that, you know, the whole hem of his garment and stuff. So it it clearly happened. That was his seat, seat that um she touched. So you know, it kind of is in that same vein, but just like the, you know, where it's like it would say that Mary went and took the garment and would would bring it for someone or something like yeah. that that needed it. That's yeah. from that same idea and belief, of course.
2: Yeah,
3: and, and that's very ancient. That very yeah. ancient. Uh, they were not doing anything different mm-hmm. that that had not been done before. Uh, yeah. You know.
5: Also, with uh, Shaul, um, mm-hmm. his garments that he wore, um, they would take off parts of his apron right, or whatever right. His covering was
2: yeah and
5: give them to the sick and the ill and right. do the same right. thing they had the right. same anointing because he prayed in his garments yeah and yeah. being that what rabbi has told us about the tent that mm-hmm. means he was in the word
2: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
5: same uh application goes for that as well yeah so, yeah it's we, we, thank, we thank
0: everyone for their questions um We thank everyone for staying over. We know we took a little bit more time, but sometimes we just need to ask these questions. We're getting involved. We're reading. And we ask that you come on. You can uh, ask questions. Uh, Rabbi Afshalom Ben-Yakob will be glad to answer them. He's taking us behind that veil. Sometimes they talk about the veil on on, on people. There's a veil behind here that we're missing. And that's where the rabbi, he takes us there. And when we thank him from that and like what I got out of this is with your mouth, confess with your mouth. We know that's like Roman 10, nine through 10, but then there's a circumcision of your heart, circumcise mm-hmm. your heart. And that's why I was talking about a bottom feeder. It doesn't matter where you live, what neighborhood you at. If you follow those commandments, you giving God his word, you've already had, you've already risen above where you need to be at. You're facing East. You're doing this Torah. That's what the Lord wants. We, Like we said, it ain't about marching in the streets. All that's not effective. It's, it's about the circumcision of your heart, confessing with your mouth, seeking the Lord. That's what it's really all about. That's how we're going to rise. And that's how we're going to come out of this. It's biblical. It's happened time and time again. Now it's our turn. We're, we're here. We're in it. It's our turn to come up out of this and to rise. Minister Griff, if you can go ahead and um lead us in the closing prayer, please.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Rabbi, for that word. And thank you, Sister Easter, for that uh keeping it real earlier. That all tied together beautifully. Wow. <clears throat> Blessed are you, Elohim, creator of the universe. Blessed are you, Elohim, sustainer of life. Blessed are you, Elohim, for you are one. Toda, Abba. We come to you and just thank you for another day, another week, another chance to just praise your name and do your will. We thank you for sound minds and able bodies, Father, to be able to hear the wisdom that comes from the lips of the rabbi, to be able to hear the wisdom that you place inside all of your uh, sephars, all of your books, and all of your scrolls, and to be able not only be hearers, but also doers of the word, Father, having able bodies, being able to carry out your commandments, to be able to do all the things in which you've taught us. We just ask that You allow us to go deeper in this season, Father. Allow us to not only just stay surface, but go as deep as we can and to follow our convictions and to just give it all to you. For we know that we are broken vessels, but that you are strong and you came to strengthen us, Father, to make us whole and complete. And so we just thank you for that. We ask that as we go throughout this week that you allow us to be a shining example of who you are. Allow us to put our own selves aside on a daily basis and live through the teachings that you've given us. Allow us to fulfill these commandments so that we may not live like body dwellers, Father, but live like the kings and queens who we've been cut out to be from birth. For you've passed down a great inheritance to us, Father, and we come here to claim that inheritance. We thank you for giving us this inheritance and allowing us to be the best versions of ourselves. We thank you for who you are and who we are becoming on a daily basis. We ask that you continue to just enlighten us, Father. Give us the the wisdom which surpasses all understanding. Give us a shalom as we enter uh, enter into this Shabbat. You just, we just thank you, Father. We just thank you so much for all the wonderful blessings that you continue to pour out of the sky, for traveling grace for the Daniel for traveling grace for my mother, for allowing the rabbi to see another year, for just allowing baby Z to, to wake up again and just continue to have his joy. Just all the things that we may take for granted, Father, for our hearts still beating, for the blood still flows through our entire body, all the things in which we have no control over, but you've given us life and given us breath because we still have a purpose on this earth. We pray that anybody on this line, anybody watching this line, or anybody that uh, may even be just thinking about it weren't able to make it that you expose and reveal their purpose to them father that they may see you more clearly on a daily basis we just we just thank you so much for cutting the covenant with abraham isaac and jacob and allowing these teachings to be preserved for us that we may come back and find for we know father that you've marked us and when you're marked you cannot be lost for you will always have a place to go home to And we just thank you for being this generation where we're finding our way back, back home finding our way back to who we are uh, in our heritage and finding our way back to who we should be in our future. We thank you for allowing us to pass this wisdom down through our generations for allowing our children and our children's children to be able to inherit this from birth and be able to be raised up in the right way. Father, we just thank you so much for even forgiving us when for, for, For forgiving us, even when we were wrong, dead wrong in our trespasses, for how you still loved us, for how you still looked down and just grabbed us out of our muck, out of our bottom dweller state, and lifted us back up and glorified us, Father. We just thank you because you said the last shall be first and the first shall be be last. And we just thank you for that, for being the Aleph and the Ta, Father, the Alpha and the Omega, for being all that there is. We thank you so much for all of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things that you've given to us, Father, all of the blessings. We just ask that as we move forward into this life and moment by moment that we can just give it all back to you father give you all the honor the glory and the praise that you are deserving of that we take no credit for ourselves we continue to point others in the same way that Abraham pointed them, Father, in the direction of you, Abba, and our Holy Father, and all the wonderful gifts that you have for us. We just thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you for this time of rest. We yeah. ask that everybody on this line just have a blessed uh, week coming up next, this next week and that they're able to just find that place of rest, not only on Shabbat, but in every single day, finding those moments of rest, finding those moments of tranquility, finding those moments of peace, Father. We just thank you so much. In Yeshua's holy name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful prayer, Minister Griff. We thank you for everybody that's on the panel here. We thank you, Yahweh, for being in the midst, because we know when two or more gather you in the midst. You are the top. You are the prime. You are the chosen people. Yahweh loves you. We love you. And we're going to see you every Saturday. We pray that you've enjoyed our episode. We ask that you share it. And we will see you soon.